0: Are back. You're listening to You Would Think the Philadelphia Flyers Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Collington, and uh we have a lot of playoffs to talk about today. But joining me, as always, is the one and only Mr. Kevin Durso. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. It's it's nice to watch quality hockey, isn't it?
1: It is. Um, have you recovered decently since uh last time we were? I have
0: on? recovered decently, yeah. I was I was hurting last show. Uh, my symptoms disappeared a couple days later. It was just kind of flu like for a couple days. Uh, thank goodness nothing too bad and you know nobody else really got sick and everybody's pretty happy and healthy so uh thank you for asking though.
1: Yeah, I, I meant to actually meant to do it before we started recording <laughs> but um we we kind of got on this thing and started chatting about what we were going to do so Absolutely. And I'm, it's I'm very fine. excited about what we are going to do and what we are going to do is talk about some
0: playoff hockey. Yes. Uh, so we've ra- got this here's our next number. Yep. Uh round 1 is just about over uh, time of recording. <laughs> there is one game left. It will be a game seven that we'll talk about shortly.
1: Um, there's one game left in round one and round two is underway round with, two with, is with real. All right. So realistically, depending on when you're listening to this out there, there's one game completed at the time of recording. There are there going be to be least... two more probably when you're listening because it right. like for the most part, if you're listening to this on the Monday, like, like usual, right? Or at least we hope like usual. Look, if you're not listening to it after the first day it's out, then that's on you.
0: Hey, yeah, you know we miss enough news as it is. You don't need to make it any harder. So on then, yourself. so
1: by this point, I be, so what is it? The Central Series is starting on Sunday, and the West Series is starting on on Sunday. We actually also, by the way, we do know as of late last night, following that, uh, following the North Division games and knowing where that stands, the North Division second round will begin on Wednesday. Okay.
0: They do so have that.
1: There is a little bit of a it's it's a little bit of a weird schedule. I'll pull pull it up really quick just to do the couple of quick days because you'll see quickly how it balances out. Because for the most part the goal is two games per day. Right. So Sunday there's two games. Monday there are two games, one of which is still the first round. Right. Then Tuesday there's only one. Okay. Wednesday at the moment, well, okay. Wednesday at the moment, it says only one, but that is because they are not going to put the north. The, the north division. Right, game, they, they game don't put north round that day. Right. right, and so will the west game two. Okay. And then by the time you get to Thursday, you have both the both the east and central playing in game three. Friday you will have game three of one series of the west, game two of the north. And basically, by the time you get to – see, I, I think this is what it is. On Sunday the 6th, so next Sunday, a week from today, Colorado and Vegas are going to play in game four of their series. And I believe that – there's an easier way for me to look this up because without all this because I actually wrote it in um, with the North games. I just wrote North Division whatever because there's uh, – okay, so yeah, it is Sunday, Monday. Sunday and Monday is a back-to-back for the North.
0: Right, and they're doing that to try to catch them up still. They especially. are doing it ex-
1: – well, they're doing it exactly to catch them up because right. from that point on, you uh, – that Monday is Game 4 of the North Division with Game 5 of the East. Tuesday is Game 5 of the Central and West. And then you're kind of back on this track where the only game that is off by a hair is the North Division, which is one game behind the others.
0: Yeah, but then you're in within the margin of coverage.
1: Which literally yeah. means that uh, that one day after two potential Game 7s in the West and Central – is when the north game 7 would be and if the north goes 6 or less it will end no later than the same time a game 7 for the east would be. Yeah, so it all works so, out pretty so it well. It works out that the last possible right, the last possible day of the second round is 2 weeks from today. Well, and that works out really
0: well cuz our next show also comes out 2 weeks from today and we'll be back to talk about the west the eastern and western conference finals. We got a reseed, the final 4, like that's when things really get exciting. Uh but we do have some first round series to talk about. And we're going to start with the one that is still ongoing. Uh, Saturday night. Man, this this series is crazy. Because the last two games, Games 5 and game 6, Montreal had a multi-goal lead in the third period. In Game 5, it was three goals. In, uh, in Game 6, it was two goals. Toronto came back and tied the game in both instances. Just to lose in overtime. Game <laughs> 5 in 59 seconds. Game six a little later on, but still just as devastating. Toronto goes from 3-1 to 3-3, and there's a game seven in Toronto on Monday night. Uh, Kevin, talk me through... We also had fans at Bell Center last night. Talk me through that, and talk talk me through how Montreal has climbed back into this series, even when it looks like they've tried to throw it away.
1: I can't say much for the regulation portions of those games, because... Montreal just kind of. I don't want to like game for game six. It was definitely the carry price effect, like, carry price was outstanding. So it leads up to when you get to the third period of that game, it's still scoreless. You need you need a goal, possibly. Like, honestly, I think one goal felt significant. The second one that came on the five, on I mean, talk about a series like the whole series <sighs> of unfortunate events. Brutal, you get, yeah, you get on your the. Montreal's on a power play so I'm trying to get back to that so they're on a power play after a near miss on the other end I believe it was a goalie interference call they score right away challenge for goalie interference don't win it which they shouldn't have won it by the way it was was a good goal
0: classic flyers move right here
1: but it was a good goal I don't see what the problem with that was so good goal now you take a penalty for delay a game before you can blink, Mitch Marner takes a delay, a game penalty for throwing the puck over the glass. So now you have a five on three for Montreal. They go and score on that as well. And honestly at 2 0 I thought the game was not over, but like you're you're sitting here going, Oh my goodness, they're in the driver's seat thirteen we're, minutes we're left. This is seven. going to seven. Yep. And they get one, they get another, there's three minutes left. And then it was that I don't want to say it was a chess match, but like that over overtimes it felt weird in the playoffs. Right now, I mean, like with more guys on the ice, I know and that that's a little tough. there a lot of them. Yeah, so Montreal gets going, you know, and f- finds. If it, and Montreal didn't really do well in that overtime. Be honest with me, Austin Matthews nearly scored a great goal on his backhand on a play that looked like nothing was gonna happen, and he yet does that a lot. Yeah, I know. And yet, so, I, because I, I'm going back to check really quick, because if I'm not mistaken, did I read correctly somewhere? That was Montreal's second shot of overtime. Yep. They got outshot 13 to 2. Yep. There was that, every reason to believe that Toronto was going to win that, that game and that series right then and there. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I feel for Toronto fans
0: right now, because that's a game. Because you're thinking you, it again. You, you can't lose that. The team that comes back from the multi-goal lead in the third period always wins the game in overtime. Always. If they're the Boston Bruins, they win with 50 seconds left in regulation. But they always, always, always win the game when you come back from a multi-goal lead in the third period. And now twice, twice in Mm -hmm. two games where you can clinch the series, you blow it. Oh, man. It's tough to come back from that, man and when you have to saddle up and play uh, play a Monday night game now and you got to play game 7 man it's it's going to be hard
1: i don't think it's tough to come back from the previous game as much as like uh, game 5 i'm talking about it shouldn't have right. been anyway because Game five was a wash like game five, not a, not a wash, but like you make a dumb play. I mean, you just flat out make a dumb play less than a minute in overtime and the game's over because they get a two on out of a turnover. This was, this is tougher to come back from because it was more methodical. This took 15 minutes. You know, you're waiting for something to break. And again, it's a turnover. They were pushing, like you said,
0: right. to two shots in overtime. Like they were pouring it on the Montreal Canadiens.
1: Now, granted, the the common theme or what I keep hearing anyway is it sounds like they are looking at the start of this game, and even though they were still in it, going to the third, right? They keep coming back to the start of the game and going. Start was bad.
0: We weren't ready, right? If that's the
1: way you feel, then how do you get out of your head that this is happening again?
0: Right. At at one point, I think Montreal was up ten to one shots in the first period. Like it, it was a poor start out of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and. I know there's a lot of talk in Toronto about their big guns not showing up. Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner better bring the big boy skates on Monday night.
1: Yeah, kind of honestly,
0: or it's going to be be a long summer.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I wanted to get into something about Toronto specifically because I keep getting—I want to say—keep getting surprised. But okay, I wanted to check before I said this because I don't want to be incorrect about it. Do you know who's leading uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs in goals in the playoffs right now? Is it Zach Hyman? Um, No, actually Zach Hyman only has one. Oh, does he? Okay. Uh, who is it? Okay, maybe not so much of a surprise. I was going to say it was a surprise, but William Nylander has okay. four. Yeah, he's been excellent. Do you know who's second? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Morgan Riley. Uh, not bad. He only has one as well. There's Okay, in, in fairness, by the way, for for you to be guessing these is names. Is the
0: number 2? Like they have two goals. No, it's it's 3. Okay. But there's
1: only, there's only three players with two or more in the series though. So if 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 that makes it any easier. You know no. what I mean? Yeah. But what I'm saying is is that you could be guessing right. a lot of people like Morgan Riley is not a bad guess to say, "Oh, what a surprise, he's second in goals in this right. round." That's fair. But he's got one like half of his teammates. Like there's no difference between him or TJ Brody right. or Zach Hyman. Who you've mentioned? All right, so who is it? Jason Spezza. Jason
0: Spezza. I
1: cannot believe the kind of series he's having. To be honest,
0: I'm not gonna say he looks like Ottawa Senator Jason Spezza because that's a oh, certain, that's what he's
1: reminding me. No, he's reminding me of it though. He certainly looks
0: very good. <laughs> he, man, that team. There are some players on that team who have turned back the clock. Like we're talking about the young kids not really producing. Matthews Marner. Uh, Nylander has been. So um, who's the um? All right. So who's the other player? Joe who Thornton,
1: has, who has more than one goal?
0: Oh no! Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were asking the other player who looks like he's turned back the clock because it certainly looks like Joe. Oh Thornton no! No! No, no! No!
1: No! There's only one other guy. So then, who's the other guy who has more than one goal for Toronto in the series? Okay. So this is my only guess. It's not Wayne Simmons, is it? It is not. Wayne Simmons okay. does not have a goal. Uh, okay.
0: Not yet. He will. <laughs> I <laughs> Listen, would. If you the know what? Canadians, I wouldn't be surprised. It's the Montreal Canadiens lose this game toronto goes through wayne simmons will score a big goal at some point and he might do it tomorrow night he might do it monday night yeah but wayne simmons will score a big goal at some point in this playoff run believe okay. you me and you know it's 100 percent. true your, well
1: that's your take that's my hot take of the day absolutely uh well, now all right. we'll all be glued on monday night to see if wayne simmons scores a big goal so real quick who you got in game seven Oh, did you want me to give who the other guy was first? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jake Muzzin. Okay. No, but here's the reason I'm bringing it up. Okay, Nylander's not maybe a huge surprise, but Jason Spezza, who is – hang on – who is 37 years old. 80s, 84. Okay, Broad's joke is 94 when we do overnight hits. He called him a – he said 94-year-old Jason Spezza. and I, So last show I brought that back. And then turn around and said, so how old is Joe Thornton if Jason Spezza is? Nine... I said he's his jersey number. I gave him 97, but okay. that's fine. But the point I'm making is, is that, okay, so your top three scorers in the playoffs so far are William Nylander, which is fine. Nylander's had a he's great top series. Top six,
0: power play one. Right. Yeah, go for it.
1: But Jason Spezza and then Jake Muzzin and then a bunch Not of guys with enough. one. Austin Matthews is at one. Mitch Marner is at the same number that Wayne Simmons has. Not
0: good enough,
1: and I mean, and and look, pass to John Tavares, obviously, who lasted half of a game.
0: Yeah, yeah, that situation.
1: Whew. But the other two, I mean, Joe Thornton has a goal in this series. Mitch Marner does not.
0: Yep, it's
1: not good enough. Alex and... Galchenyuk has a goal in this series. Mitch Marner does not. You Man, know? and uh, and Alex that's not me trying. Felt... And I'm not trying to pick on those guys, but at the same time, welcome to the playoffs. Because I mean. I guess I'll answer your previous question really fast because then I'm going to hit the button to go to the next series because it's all going to be in the same conversation. Like, yep. it's literally the same story to an extent. Yep. So, boy, this is tough. I'm going to st- uh, – look, I'll stick to my guns because I made the prediction I did however many weeks ago. So I'll say Toronto wins it because I had I had Toronto in six. It very well could have gone that way. It didn't. I'll take Toronto in seven in this case. Um I, I I will I, say this. I will say this. I I I've, I've written down predictions for the other like for the second round series except for the Toronto-Montreal-Winnipeg series whoever gets there, you know, and whoever right. plays. And I'm still not going to do it because I'm having second thoughts about what I originally thought.
0: I'm going to I'm going to say this. I also picked Toronto a couple of weeks ago when we did our playoff predictions.
1: I'm out. Carry Price ain't losing this game. Okay, uh, the only reason that I am is now you now you have to go from even just in that small sample that it was, you have to go from building with fans to building with no fans. I think it's harder to get up. I think that's fair, but I that's the only that is literally the only reason. Man, I don't I don't know who that favors though.
0: I don't know who that jarring shift favors.
1: Right, we've seen Matthews and Marner look uncomfortable. I still think there's something about the familiarity in your own building. Like it's taking me back to like it's taking me back to the comeback they made against Columbus before they ended up losing the series anyway, where it's like you're down against it, that game was in Toronto and you find a way to pull stuff out, you know? And then you still found a way to lose the series. Here all right, but here here's kind of also why I'm leaning this way. Montreal cannot afford, I don't think, another game like this one. I don't think you can afford another nothing nothing into the third period type of game where, or 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 in that vein where you're relying on Carey Price to allow one or fewer. Okay, I don't think you can rely on that. I think that you know if you go out and you score two or three right away like you did in Game Five, total you're going to totally change my mind. But but I feel like that's the like that was the game we got in Game Six. No scoring. They do get a lead when they did get a lead by that point with the way the time was. Yet yeah, looked like they could rely on it. There's just there have been too many strange bounces in this game or in Here's, this in this series, I should say.
0: Yeah, and I get what you're saying. But the longer a game is zero zero, I guess the more it favors, the better goalie. Right. I'm looking at the two goalies and who's going to crack. Carey Price is rock solid. No I mean, I wouldn't.
1: What. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised by that
0: at all. I'm just I'm and, saying, and I would listen and I wouldn't be surprised by Jack Campbell standing on his head and making 65 saves. Good. and yeah, they win one nothing in double overtime. Like I'm. I'm certainly not going to be surprised either way. I, man, I just hope it's a better Game Seven than Vegas gave
1: us. But we'll talk about that <laughs> later. Um, B- bros even texted me the same thing. He goes, "That that man. that was boring." Way here's the, here, the life. Right, here's the thing. I did not think the opening twenty was boring. Right? No, me neither. The first period was like, "Oh, look, Vegas scored." Okay, and then it was, "Look at this late goal by Minnesota. We got a game here." We'll talk about this in
0: the Vegas. Series. I know we got We got to stay on topic so, here. We're gonna get I, lost. Be here for. All
1: right, is that it? Then are we done with this one? Are we move. Uh, well, on? who you
0: got? Who you got in Game Seven? You got Toronto. I'm gonna yeah, take I, Montreal. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm ride the. I'm Toronto,
1: but only because, like I said, I think that here's here's honestly here's honestly the truth. All it's going to take is a goal by Toronto to go up one nothing in the first ten minutes. And I feel like you're, I don't want to say that, that means, that, that doesn't mean they're winning, but it, right. it, that indicates to me that it might be a 4-3 kind of game. And I don't know that I want Montreal in a 4-3 type game. If flip side, a Montreal goal in the first 10 minutes might makes break you, the Leafs oh, directly in half.
0: It breaks the Leafs directly in half. Especially if Carey Price looks good. Montreal in 7. Uh, either way, the winner of that game will go on to face... The Winnipeg Jets, for some reason, who are not only in the second round, but have the benefit of a long rest after sweeping the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Depending on who you ask, that's not a benefit, but okay. Well, sure. Uh, They get the technical benefit of a long rest.
1: Okay, because without, again, without trying to jump too far ahead. Right. There's another series that has the exact same scenario, a team that swept and a team that had to play seven. And I forget where I saw it. It's been bouncing around on Twitter before. Someone has put it out there that the teams that play the seven game series have tended to win the follow up over the team that sweeps. Right. Now, Now, I I don't know if that's the case. Round one. I don't think that I don't think that's the case in this series. Or or maybe I think I think that could be the case in a series like this, I should say. Okay. I don't think that's the case in the other one because I think there's too much talent. I think you're just putting too many like too many good players on the ice at the same time for it to be one way or the other. Like I can't be surprised by that result. Like right. like I think you need to look at it and go, I'm going to be surprised if the team that swept gets beat by the team that played the seven game series. There is none in the other series when we get to that one. there like There's two really good teams. This is a little bit different because this is... This is weird. Winnipeg is wasn't weird. supposed to be here, and right. is and I swear I think the only reason they're here is because of the fact that they were the underdog. Nobody gave them a shot. Here they are. Look at look at where they uh,
0: are. I, let's not say that's the only reason. I think the other reason they're here... Is goaltending? Is that Mike Smith is the starting goaltender for the Edmonton Oilers.
1: I can't pin the whole thing on him, but yes, I think that that's a factor. I Does think that, that makes is sense?
0: a... a I think the franchise has continued once
1: again to fundamentally fail Connor McDavid. Now, I would agree agree that you need to put as much talent around him as possible, and you're not doing the best job of it. You don't need, like, even if you can't put as much talent around him as possible, because I get the salary cap
0: exists, and you have some bad deals from, you know, Ken Holland and, you know, or from, from Peter Shirelli, and Ken Holland's doing the best. I get that. Get him a starting goalie. Get him a starting goalie. Oh,
1: are, are you, aren't, you tec- aren't you technically paying two of them?
0: Y- yeah. And you went out last summer and you couldn't get. Who are they going after last summer that they couldn't get? Oh, um, uh, God. Calgary. Um, Markstrom. Yeah. Markstrom. They were heavy after Markstrom. They couldn't get Markstrom. They got Mike Smith. Not good enough. Not good enough. Trade somebody, get a better goalie than Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen. Who you're paying three million dollars a year, or four million dollars a year, whatever it is, for the next eternity, because you let your GM sign a contract two days before you were firing him. But whatever, that's a whole other <laughs> organizational failure in Edmonton. Either way, you have now gotten swept out of the first round. You have uh, lost, in lost the first six, round, six playoff games in a row. Yep, you have lost. You've you have not gotten out of the first round in more than three years. You are wasting Connor McDavid. And you will be lucky if he finishes this contract with you. Yeah, <laughs> like at a certain point. What time? At what point do you pull a
1: Jesse Puliyarvi and just say, "No, nah, I'm going to Europe." See ya. Like, <sighs> for what it's worth, by the way, I'm glad you brought his name up because I think he's gone. I think so too. I think that they don't, and I don't think it's like he was a decent, like he was an okay player in that series. He had some moments. I'm saying, I, I don't think they want him there anymore. I think that relationship I is think so that rotten. It, exactly. I think Th- there's, there's something no. not right here, and he's going to go somewhere else, and he probably will have a decent career on it. Jesse Pugliarvi for Nolan Patrick. Who says no? At the Edmonton. Ed- Edmi-
0: Edmonton says no. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> and, and that's saying something when that's an Edmonton or, you know, when it's an, you know. Nolan Patrick and the second? I would do it.
0: <laughs> Sorry. We're not staying on this. Either way, uh, Winnipeg. I don't know how they did it. I'll tell you I, how they I did it. I th- know the answer is Connor <laughs> Uh it's,
1: it's half him. Okay, what's the other half? Mark Scheifele, Kyle Connor, and Nikolai Ehlers. Yeah. Because those three showed up in a massive way. Yep, you talk about Toronto's stars not showing up. Winnipeg didn't have that problem. But well, and... Winnipeg, Winnipeg got goals in these games to some extent, like... They didn't score a ton. Let's be real. I mean, one of the games was a one nothing win in overtime. Yeah, it was wild. You know, and, and some of these games, like, they scored nine goals over the last two games because they had to. They were one-goal games where they literally almost had to fight back for everything to make it happen. But they win game one, and I'm sorry, you know, who's scoring these goals again? Tucker Poolman? <laughs> you know? Yep. Dominic Toninato, like who were the like who are these guys to be scoring these (laughs) big goals? Like, and that's and that's a good thing because that means that you're a team with depth. But it's like, didn't expect that. Not in game one, right? Seriously, game one, and then even game two. Game winner is Paul Stastny. Not that he hasn't scored big goals in his career, but it's like, but he's playing down the depth chart. Not the first name you think of, and then I mean, and then really the comeback was keyed by your typical. Usual suspects. Ealer scored the first goal. Matthew Perreault, Blake Wheeler, Josh Morris—he's been your top defenseman this year. Ealer's again in overtime, and then you get to yeah. the then game you get to four. game. Well, and look at who scored in game four. Okay, Mason Appleton's another one. Mason Appleton's another one of those depth guys that you're going who, but sure. but Mark Shifley had a pair, and then Kyle Connor scores in overtime. A triple like, overtime. Triple overtime.
0: Like, by I... the
1: way, for. For what it's worth, to, I mean, I get, look, this possibility obviously still exists because there are going to be games in the next round that start at 10 o'clock at night. But that was really the first After Dark game we've had. That was I late. Mean, like, that yeah. was late, but was it late. was fun. It was fun. Uh, <sighs> you're kidding yourself if you didn't sit there last Monday night and try to make it through that. No,
0: I, w- I went to bed because I was still still shaking it off a little bit. But, uh...
1: That's fair. Now, for you, it's different. I mean, don't get me wrong. Literally yesterday, I had that like not that feeling, but I had like one of those. geez, I'm a little run down today. I think I'm gonna like sleep as much as I can, kind of days. Yep. So, uh, either, uh, Winnipeg makes it through. Uh... And this is uh, the way they've made it through. Is is like I said, in the way maybe that the way that Toronto is struggling. If Toronto would have won that series in five or six, then I probably would have sat there and said, you know, I still think Toronto is the better team and Winnipeg. It could get interesting, but I don't think Winnipeg's going to pull this off. Now I'm, Toronto, second, I'm second guessing everything in that. Toronto's
0: debate. made it shaky enough that no matter who gets through, Winnipeg's got to feel like they. You have know,
1: fans. and you know what? Give me mass chaos. Give yeah. me the mass chaos of Game Seven that's coming up. Give me mass chaos in the next series. Give you know, I jokingly mentioned, and it, look, this is impossible now, but I jokingly mentioned that for the scenario that I gave previously about the second round that you could only dream of from individual matchups and their teams what would happen if the final four was something crazy like, and it can't can't happen because at least two of the teams are out, but what if it was the Islanders against Florida, against Minnesota, against Winnipeg? (laughs) And like, you're talking about four teams that a, nobody saw getting there and B that like you could, I mean, how many jokes are, maybe not Minnesota, but how many jokes are cracked about the, either the The city or the fan base or whatever, like exactly. And it's like, and which, by the way, it's really hard to say that because the Islanders have had some really great crowds. Montreal's crowd was outstanding. I loved seeing fans. I Boston, just, Boston I kept, had their stadium fully open for game and one, and you could tell
0: against the Islanders, and, and you and could it was, tell it was insane. And by the way, the Mon- that was that was the, the, the that was TD Garden right yeah, there. The,
1: the, you know what though, the Montreal one hit me harder because of the fact that like it's that shock factor of the first time. Yeah, that was cool. Like, like, like hearing a crowd like that in Boston didn't sound all that different from carolina and nashville and the way that they were getting down the stretch in their series man that anthem in montreal
0: come on did you see did you catch that
1: no i didn't catch the anthem but no,
0: nobody sang it fans did okay the, the 2500 fans and you could tell but there they were, were vid- all screaming it at the top of their lungs the thing that you got, got to go look it up after okay this.
1: the yeah. thing that got me was there's video clips of I guess it was Toffoli's goal and then um, and then Coconiemi's goal in overtime. The building goes ice, nuts. Ice level videos. So there's nothing. You're not getting any broadcast quality whatsoever other than it's like the people who pulled out their phones and filmed it at the game. Right? Right. And the noise that was being made by just 2,500 people in that building. And I'm sure that – look, I'm sure that like all these places when they were still doing even 5,000. You're pumping in a little bit of noise because you want to make it feel fuller than what it is, but it was loud, and you could hear real voices, and it was nice to hear. Those
0: 2,500 sounded like 10,000 minimum, and it was absolutely fantastic to say. It really was. There's
1: almost – well, I guess guess this wouldn't be the case in Winnipeg specifically, but there's part of me that would love to see Montreal win the series so that seven out of the eight left are bringing fans into the building. That would be cool. You know, because – it, it's becoming and I, I said this on open Ice Hits earlier this week it's not it's not that the bubble was a problem or that it didn't produce good games or anything like that but it for what it was in the moment what it had to be it was perfectly done it was, it was done well it was done very well it but was great. Th- this was missing this was so missing and yeah, there's something special about it no and, and, and you know what in fairness too, something that I want at least wanted to bring up and we like, look we're a Flyers podcast. We don't have Flyers news really to get into right now. There hasn't been a lot Thankfully. going on. Ugh. Yeah, but so here's <laughs> but here's my point. We've had a lot of discussions over where do you go from here with the team, and and how do you cure apathy and right things like that, right? If you're not looking, and I guess. I don't want to try to not say like to segue too far over to different series and things like that, but if you're not watching because we know Canada comes out for these things. Absolutely. If you're not watching Col- uh, if you're not watching Colorado, if you're not watching Carolina, if you're not watching Nashville and seeing how they pack in Vegas, how they pack them in and the energy inside of those buildings, you should be taking notes. You should be taking serious notes.
0: It's it's been a long time since we've seen buildings rocking. And it's good to see buildings rocking again. Like even with the limited fans, you know, buildings would get loud, and you you had some crowd, and
1: blah blah blah. There's not a team. There's not. There's not a team left in the first in this or in the second round. I'm sorry, that made it through the first round. That's left in the second round. That we're about to talk to for talk talk to talk about. I'm having a rough one so far. Talk about in the next like little bit on the show. Yeah. Pick pick a division: West, Central, East. Doesn't matter. We're going to talk about all three of them coming up here. And there's not a team left in there that I probably haven't been able to make a comment on where I go, crowd's awesome. Listen to this place. Listen to the way these people are going nuts. You know, I said it about Tampa when they were clinching. Both of them, Vegas and Colorado, have both been good. And then you just mentioned Boston, which is like, oh, yeah, look at what happens when Boston goes from 25% to to crank the dial up. Right. I I had already mentioned the Islanders because when the Islanders clinched, it was crazy. Yeah, and
0: I I wonder if we look back postseason. I'm curious how much crowds mattered here, right? Like we saw it, we saw it matter in Nashville. Like I'm convinced Nashville won those two games in Nashville because of that crowd, and we'll talk about that when we get there. But it it helps. It matters, and I'm pretty sure Montreal won that game last night because that crowd and and we were kind of talking about it a little bit in the pregame. There's it's hard, yes. it's hard to lose that game.
1: There's a yes and no factor in me though because every game we're talking about whether it's the two that Nashville won in Nashville or the one that Montreal just won in game 6 th- these aren't games that didn't in, like they all three involved overtime and all three kind of involved a team that was in front like Montreal played from in front, Nashville for a time played from in front, you know that they had to kind of come back from that, yeah. And right. that, to and as much as crowd noise and all that makes a difference, you have to be a good enough team to come out and win those games when your back is against the wall and you know you like like Montreal or I'm sorry Nashville had to know going into the series when the series shifted over. You got to win these games or it's over. Yeah, Pro, especially you know game three for sure, but game four too, just to make it even more of a series. Right.
0: Yeah, like game three wasn't a must win, but it was kind of a must win. And then game four, if you want to have a chance to realistically win the series, it's kind of still a must win. Because going back to Carolina down 3-1 is a death sentence.
1: Well, are we done
0: with the Winnipeg-Edmonton Ed- at uh, this point? Yeah, real quick, who you got in the next round? If if Toronto makes it through and plays Oh, Winnipeg, I, see, I
1: already, see, I already gave you my answer. I'm not, oh, I, did you? I, yeah, my answer was I don't have one yet until I know okay. who's going. Okay. Well, because listen...
0: I'm going to take the winner of the Toronto-Montreal series right. over
1: Winnipeg no matter what. All right, so here's where I'm at. I was leaning that direction so to speak because I firmly believed it was going to be Toronto. Even if Toronto wins, I'm not convinced. Okay. Like if Toronto even like even if Toronto wins the series, I Squeaks think Winnipeg is yeah. I think Winnipeg is sitting here waiting for something. Okay. You know, and kind of knows what they're waiting for. Well,
0: speaking of things that we're waiting for, I have been waiting for this series, man, essentially since this one, essentially since the divisional schedule got released in January. I looked at this division, the central division and went, oh. Top two teams there are probably going to be Colorado and Vegas. It sure
1: would be nice if they met in the second round of the playoffs. That came it, that came dangerously close to not happening. Uh, <laughs> it sure did. But here we are, and here's and, but there's here re- we are five
0: months later, and we got this there's, series.
1: But there's a reason why it dangerously came close to happening, and it and it shouldn't have been this way. No, well, no, okay, Minnesota no,
0: was fantastic.
1: Okay, hold on a minute. So let me clarify that it should have been this way because I really thought what Minnesota was going to give vegas a run for their money i had i think you predicted six or seven games i said seven i said vegas in seven and i hit it on and i hit it on the nose with that one there were a few i hit on the nose actually i mean if i'm going back i think you had colorado in four or five didn't you i well here hold on i all right so i struck out in the the north because i had edmonton in six which did not happen obviously listen i I don't think anybody outside of
0: manitoba had the jets over the oilers at
1: all and in fairness i had toronto in six it could have been toronto in six if it's toronto in seven i don't care it's close you feel pretty good about that for sure like if it's Montreal, I did not have Montreal, and apparently, but based on some of the things I've seen on Twitter, neither did a lot of other people who <laughs> do what I do. Because, like I the mean, whole the Leafs are a top five team in the have, league. The have Canadians you seen the whole? Ha, have you seen the like the ESPN staff? Like no, but I believe it. Like the ESPN staff did something where it was like I think three people picked the Jets and nobody picked the Canadians. Well, no, because why would you,
0: man? Whew.
1: And that was like Can of a list, and that was a list of about like
0: fifteen. I know we're already off this series. People criminally underrate playoff carry price.
1: Yeah, they do. So for what He's it's still for, good. Yeah. All right. So for what it's worth, back to Colorado Vegas from yes. Yeah. so yes, the Vegas series I hit. I hit the prediction dead on. Uh, there are two others that I hit exact with the winner and game total. Okay. There's two others beyond that where I had the team right, not the games right, but I was in the ballpark. Not bad. Not bad. And um. And one that I don't feel so bad about being wrong, like I like obviously I sit there, I look at the uh, Edmonton Winnipeg one, and I go, yeah, I couldn't have been more wrong about that, but who saw it coming? Nobody. The other one I don't feel as bad about, and we'll get into it when we get to the East stuff. But that was one of the other ones I'd wrong. So let's get let's stick to Vegas. Yeah, that was it was a great series. I liked a lot about it. I was I didn't expect anything different from Minnesota, to be honest. I knew it was going to be a dogfight. It was going to be a tough series. It was going to be one of these, you know. If only Game Seven was better. Um, I th- do. You want to know my honest opinion on that? To be honest with you. Okay. I think Game Seven went the way it did because it should have never gotten to a Game Seven. I agree. I think because Minnesota what because the reality of the situ- they had, but because no, because of the the reality of the situation was that Minnesota won Game Six. And they could have won game six without this, possibly. I'm not trying to say that they did or didn't. But the goalie interference non-call, or the goalie interference call that shouldn't have been called, that you forced the team that scored the goal to challenge, to see if it was a goal, to only still say, no, you're wrong, now take a penalty, and they scored on the power play afterwards. That's wrong.
0: Yeah, turns out officiating in the postseason is kind of rough.
1: And we look, no, but we, we can decision. sit here but we can sit here and question the like we can question Toronto at that point and say well okay the war room says that's that's not a goal upon a challenge by the team that got scored on right because at the end of the day that means that it's still a one nothing game no power play and you're 12 minutes left in a game that's still really tight right but it didn't go that way. Like now, you force the team who got sc- who scored the goal right. to you force that team to go and say, "Well, no, we really think we scored a goal. We're challenging this," and then they lose. Like they lose the challenge. So you've changed it.
0: Yep, and they, and you've seen and it changed officiating. the
1: whole. And then thirty seconds later, another goal. So it changed the whole complexion of that game. So that's why I don't look. I I want I wanted a competitive game seven 2 But I even said this on the last open ice hits that I did with Broads. It's like. There's no two better words. And this listen, this is why we're so excited about the other one. We're so excited about Toronto and Montreal because of the fact that that was legitimately a good game six. It's been a good comeback for Montreal. We're excited about the fact that these two teams, we don't know what's going to happen. And we're expecting something crazy. And it's like, let's have fun with it because there's nothing wrong with the way it got here.
0: Right. And and just real quick, touching on Colorado, uh, St. Louis, that was just uh, one good team severely outmatching a team this
1: is okay so this is got to tie back, good, to, tie right? back to, to tie back to the north conversation right about a team that sweeps a series and a team that goes seven and what happens right. this is one where i think it doesn't matter and it's not going to matter anyway because these are this is one and two in the league
0: yep this is league. number
1: one and number two in the league so there i expect anything in well, this series now i
0: look to be fair this year number one in the league does come with a little bit of a grain of salt because they got to beat up on the same teams they all got to beat up on anaheim they all got to beat up they did but this is the two best so it's like i understand but they they beat up on the same pool of teams so uh, best team in the league is is a little tenuous this year because carolina was right up there with them and they played in a much better division
1: yeah i mean all right so here's the thing too what i like is that this because this feels a little bit like a division battle like it just determines who the best one is like It doesn't matter when the four teams that come out of this come out of it. It's going to be culture shock one way or the other because you're seeing somebody you haven't seen all year. I'm excited for that. So the fact that the two best teams out of this division that also happen to have the most points out of any in the league from winning so often, whether whether it was playing great competition or not, they still won the most games. Totally. Game ones in the conference finals are going
0: to be fun because it's teams that haven't seen each other in, like, almost two full years. I'm still convinced that wild.
1: game ones in the conference final are, are – they're calling it the semifinal, so we have to kind of try to get off of that. But right. I know we I know what you mean. I'm having trouble with it myself, to be honest, because I, I, I've, I've I've honestly let it slip that I say, oh, you know, whoever comes out of the East. And then I realize what I'm saying, that I'm talking about that series going on right now. Right. Yeah, whoever comes out of the East. but. See see what I'm here for truthfully is I am here for the mass chaos of a Stanley Cup final that will never happen again. Okay? Meaning I like it. you know what and you know what I mean. Meaning two teams that typically would play each other multiple times regular season and in the playoffs before the Cup final meeting in the Stanley Cup final. So like I'm I'm here for not this is the way I think it's going. I don't think this is the way it's going to play out. Oh, right. But but I'm here for Toronto Boston
0: Carolina Give me t- Islanders something like that. Um because that is technically possible here too.
1: I I, I don't know about that one because. Oh, how about Tampa Boston? I've I've said that one. Yeah, that could that one, be fun. That would, that would be fun. Tampa and Boston,
0: I mean, Toronto Boston,
1: Toronto Tampa. Any of those Atlantic teams? Because here's the other thing about it. Like, do the math for a second, and realize that there's not much left in terms. Like, there's going to be no matter how you swing it, more Eastern Conference teams, traditional Eastern Conference teams, than Western Conference teams. Yep you got Colorado, Vegas, and Winnipeg. That's it. Yep. You know, you're getting another winner somewhere down on Monday night. You're Colorado and Vegas are going
0: to take each other out. Right.
1: So you're going to the only—well, see, and this is the irony of it. You could, in theory, get a Colorado or Vegas against Winnipeg matchup in the next round, and therefore it is you essentially a— West. Right. And then it is essentially an Eastern Conference, Western Conference showdown. Well, with with one going to the Cup final from each side, but
0: let's stay on topic because we are trying to trying to keep things kind of tight today. We're doing to, okay so far. We're through two series. Back to the yeah, we have
1: no because we're two. we're lumping these <laughs> together, so it's right, a little bit blurry. Yeah. Uh, either way, uh, Colorado Vegas, who you got? I still stick to my original th- prediction. I, I've got Colorado. Um, let me see Man, where I uh, just want this I, series I did, to go seven. I do have it going seven.
0: Yeah. I, this series goes less than six. I'm severely disappointed. Yeah, I, man. There's just going to be so much fun. hockey. Being if it goes, played. if it
1: goes less than six. And I, uh, you know what? I even had somebody tweet this at me because I hit someone tweet at me. Whoever wins this series wins the cup. And, and, Maybe. and no, I, well, to an extent, like I said, listen, I'll agree with you because I have Colorado winning the cup. I said that on our last show. That's who my pick was to win the Cup. So, yes, I actually believe that. If it goes less than six, then how good is the team that wins it in five? You know what I mean? Like, right. either way, if if Vegas comes out.
0: If somebody blows through this matchup, they're going to be very scary moving forward. Like, if either team comes out and blows the door. If Colorado comes out and blows the doors off of Vegas. Right. Do you
1: want to play Colorado in the next round? I wouldn't want to play Colorado after watching that first series. Well, and that's right. not to say that, you know, like, I get it. It was a mismatch. There's no question mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. But at the same time, the, the, about the worst thing that could have happened is the fact that when did Colorado last play a game? You, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that as as that, we're sitting here, as we're sitting here recording, they last played a week ago. That shouldn't matter much past game one. Maybe the start of game. No, I good. know what I'm. I'm not saying it from a, sen- a sense of that they couldn't win the game as a team. Right. I'm saying it from a sense of you had three guys who are really good hockey players rolling in that series you and did. now they kind of had to sit on the shelf for 10 or for seven days you that's know fair that's that's the only reason it has less to do with i think i don't think that they're, they're going to come out and struggle as a team in game one but i want like is it going to take a game before we get nathan mckinnon back to what he was putting up five goals in two games
0: you does know? does nazem kadri play in this series wow um well, how much? Yeah, so, what, what just is to the catch any listeners missed, up, who may or may right. not have missed it, uh, Nazem Kadri was suspended eight games for absolutely braining Justin Falk. Uh, Justin Falk, right? Yep. Okay. Absolutely braining Justin Falk. It reminded me a lot of the uh, the Tom Wilson twenty game suspension hit on Oscar Sundquist. Ironically, the same team. Uh, right. It reminded me a lot of that hit, and Nazem Kadri, uh, who everyone is aware has a little bit of a playoff reputation, got suspended like a repeat offender, even though he's technically not. Isn't it funny how that works?
1: He, see, my answer was he got suspended like somebody else should have, but that's we're, we're <laughs> well, it.
0: that's that's a comparison I'm drawing.
1: Well, we're past we're past that because that guy's yeah. not playing hockey right now. So right.
0: either way, Kadri got eight games which in the playoffs is an eternity all right so so far served two of those games
1: okay he served two and he's appealed it which means that even if they cut it like so well hang on a minute then i'll answer your question yes he plays in this series because if it goes because if it goes seven games he's in
0: well if it goes seven
1: games which i think it might like i have it going seven so yes he'll play in the series if that in that regard but also i can you imagine they go six games. They're tied. They're going to game sed- seven. I can see. I and can Colorado see him, gets to draw Cadre back in. I can see him coming back for game five. Okay, like I, I he can see him coming four back, back. more.
0: I could see him coming back for game seven and getting himself suspended again. I can't go that far with him.
1: <laughs> if he if he does Come anything, on. if he does anything close to being worthy of a suspension in game He's seven, done. he might not play another game in the league. He, right. He might. Yeah. If it, literally, if it happens twice in three weeks, when you served a suspension for half of that, you know what when, I mean? When like... you
0: haven't completed a playoff series since the Toronto Maple Leafs lost to the Washington Capitals in, <laughs> I think, 2015. I think that's, that's not... the last time Nazem Kadri finished a playoff series. He got suspended twice against the Bruins. Right. I, man. Um, either way, I, this is going to be a good series. And this yeah. is something that I'm very, very excited about. Uh, I am also,
1: if not for the, if not for the fact that we're going to do another show in two weeks and be right back on with, like, and and two weeks is exactly when we said like there's only gonna be one game left. I would right. say the series is still going to be going on when we do another show, but it's not because
0: it'll end. It should end. It'll like end the day night. before. Yeah, perfect. If... Absolutely perfect. Uh, so that this is a series I've been excited about for a very long time. I talked about oh, that. Oh, yes. But a series that I'm probably more excited about currently, just because, man, this is going to be a good series. Carolina-Tampa. Talk me through this. How would we get here?
1: Did you give a pick for the uh, other one? Oh, I guess I didn't. Uh, I th- that's, that's what I thought you were building up yeah, towards. Well, and then, oh, uh, yeah, no.
0: Um, oh, man. So I think it goes seven games. Okay. Vegas has the home ice? No, uh, it's Colorado. Colorado has home ice. I think that's going to be the difference. I think Colorado in
1: seven. Yes, you're on my side. Cool.
0: I, and I'm not I'm not saying <laughs> that because I think they're the better team. I think these teams are so razor close that it's it's coin
1: flip. The reason why people believe that of these two teams, this could be the cup winner is because of the fact that if you can get through this one... You're already battle tested enough that you should be able to get through two more rounds. You know, things are going to get crazy. Nothing is a guarantee, but these two teams are loaded with talent. Well, if you
0: think about it, um, the team that comes out of Canada, like say Montreal wins and you have Montreal Winnipeg, Mm -hmm. then the winner of this series is going to get to
1: face that team no matter what. We also still don't know, by the way, you know, we. Aside from not knowing one of the two teams they're going to play in that North Division final, right? We don't know what the procedure is following that series. We don't, in terms of protocol. And tr- I, I we mean, don't. I, look, I think I, I think I know where we're heading with this because I don't think they're going to just sit there and say, "Hey, by the way, we can bring a team north of the border." I, the, I think the two Canadian different team times going to come over and just stay here. Well, here's the thing: if it, no matter who it seems to be at this point, it seems like a pretty safe bet that whoever that is will probably start on the road.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just unless it's Toronto and right,
1: unless it's something like Toronto, Tampa Bay, right, in the middle, then yes, I think it's a pretty safe bet that the two teams will start on the road. If that's the case, then I don't see any reason why you can't just you couldn't pull the team below the border right away, anyway. But it's the going back that's the thing. Like it's going back from another city. It's going back from. It's going back and saying another team has to come in and play.
0: And if it's the Montreal Canadiens, they're gonna fight like hell. Because yeah, they they're are getting some gate. Well, either way that is not a question we know the answer to. No, but to. that's
1: it it's interesting. I like we don't know that yet. So I mean, I assume it's going to be Right. We may know the Come answer back to that here, but by our next show.
0: But one thing we will know the answer to by our next show is who wins the series between Tampa Bay and Carolina. Man, we t- we touched on Carolina a little bit earlier. It took them two double overtime losses. Uh, to get past Nashville uh, I think the
1: last four games of that series went to overtime they did and I'd say there's a di- there's a difference for me because you had the two double overtime games and they lost both of them in Nashville and even the series and it totally changed everything for a little bit and then I think if I'm not mistaken they won the next two games in overtime in less time than it takes to play a regulation over like a normal pretty, regular pretty season quick. overtime they were they were within three minutes both times. Right. One one was like two oh six, and the other one was like one thirty something or something like that. Like, it was quick, and and I guess that just shows you how quickly good team, bad team involved in a game or not. That's all it takes is one little thing to go the right way, and you've got it. Yep.
0: And I think you saw a lot of that in Tampa series too uh, when they beat the, the that series with the Panthers got nasty.
1: Oh, it like, did. I, See, that's that's one thing I think that favors Tampa a little bit is that they're battle tested for that. Like they're ready to go they're into. They're fired a series up this to play physical... some playoffs. Yeah. I they're... just really, I still really like Carolina though, just because Carolina has. I don't want, like. I don't want to just sit there and say like Carolina has the talent because both teams have talent. It's not like it's a talent question. It's just.
0: You also, know what I really?
1: Do you want to know what I really think too? To an extent. Okay. Tampa can get it from anywhere at any time which is what makes them dangerous like you, you've got players all over the place they're putting up points I never yeah. question that they have the ability to score when heavy have, games there are when two areas of, to
0: start rattling off Tampa Bay Lightning Braden Point will undoubtedly be like the fourth or fifth name they mention and he isn't might that be crazy a top 10 senior, I, center in the NHL. I turned like, around. I even insane.
1: I even said that. I I said, "Listen, I think they have the best goalie in the game. I think they have the best defenseman in the game, and then I think that Braden Point should be higher on the list of forwards. And he's st- like he's a he's he's a top ten forward in the league to me, and he's probably the third guy you mentioned, right, among and forwards. By the way, you you mentioned best goalie in the league, and I don't disagree with you."
0: Florida Panthers made Andre Vasilevsky so human at times.
1: That's that's where I was getting with this. Is like that's probably my biggest concern coming into the series. Is that if you're a Lightning fan, you're a he little. He didn't exactly well. Concerned. Well, the y- y- yes and no, and I'll tell you why. You're a little concerned because you can't gloss over the fact that in this playoff series, you had games that were won five to four, lost six to five, lost a game four to one. There were some fire drills in this series. But the thing that I take with me at the end is the last one because you won the last game for nothing. He closed the door. He really shut the door. And, and he really shut the door. And that's the thing like so I look at that and I go if that's him getting into the right rhythm now like if you know like you can't deny that the first 3 games of that series were a lot about the physicality and the hitting and the hatred of these two teams. And that's why you got a six-five game that probably should have never even been a like that shouldn't have been a six-five game that was Tampa pretty much dominating for most of it and then giving up goals in the lat like the latter stages and Tampa deciding they wanted to win that game and so they came out and won that game oh and, game six you mean
0: uh, Tampa treated Florida like a preseason a little bit just uh, it's crazy like they just added Kucherov back day of the playoffs just near you go. yeah I
1: know and I know people are frustrated with that but that's the cba it's it's written
0: in that way and it's allowed i know those are the rules i know that they have
1: operated firmly within the rules i think those rules need to be changed there's a a lot of rules that need to be changed we've already discussed goalie interference we've already discussed (sighs) some challenges challenges there there are plays there are plays that have been suspended haven't been suspended we need to talk about
0: they, uh, man, Department of Player Safety really did enjoy throwing around 5K fines for cross-checking like Halloween candy through the first three or four oh, games. Oh, I even
1: said they made, they, made a, they made a huge profit off this series. I mean, not really. I mean, I, I get it. The money goes to foundations and things All like that, right. but you know what I mean. Like, the league was the, collecting some paychecks this series. Oh,
0: yeah. And, oh, man, okay, so Tampa, Carolina, what's your matchup here? I, so. Also, here's... talking about goalies, sorry, Carolina, that was probably their biggest question mark.
1: And it Alex Nedeljkovic has been pretty good. He's been pretty good. It's still a question mark to me because this is not Nashville anymore. This is Tampa Bay. And this <laughs> right. is, like, it's coming at you from all directions. Like, game Steve, one game Steve one is going to be... Stephen Coast is better than Matt Duchesne. <laughs> a different type of
0: player, but t- sure. Copy-pasted all the way down the lineup, though. The Tampa Bay Lightning are right. just a better team.
1: Game one of the series, which happens to be... Not even, su- it's Sunday evening, which I actually kind of love. I love the five o'clock start today. I, yeah, um, I'm cent-
0: central time. I'm looking at a 4 p.m. start and a 7 p.m. start.
1: Oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, for you, that's great. Beautiful. Um, so here's where I'm at with this one I want to see how game one goes because if Nedeljkovic looks really good in game one, then I'm going to level with it and say, you know what, then sure, they're going to be, they're going to do, they have a shot like I think they do in the series.
0: I'm not like, gonna I, let you get through this show without making definitive choices. I want to pick, damn it.
1: Oh no, I'm making a pick on <laughs> I am making a pick on this. Like I'm okay. saying you're going I'm saying game one could change my mind really quick. Okay. like I, I have gotcha. a I have a pick in mind, and a lot of it is based off of first of all, it's based off of two things. One, it is really, really hard to repeat as a champion. Yeah. And and it's not, you know, again, this is not Florida anymore and And this is not like going into a team like if you want to try to level Carolina to Nashville in any way like that. They weren't the same level teams. Nashville just really put up a fight like can happen in the playoffs. I wonder
0: if I wonder if Nikita Kucherov not putting miles on his body this season helps your repeat effort because he's just not quite as as ground down. And you kind of have a lot of guys who miss significant portions of time this year. And you might not be as ground down as your normal uh, repeat, uh, you know, returning champion. It could. I don't know about that. I mean... Right, because you hear all the time, you, you win the championship, it's mid-June, you turn around in October, play a full 82-game season, go yeah, to Yeah, the next yeah, yeah, I, I know, what what know you're That's saying. not really the case this year, you
1: know, it was a 56-game schedule that, you know, a couple of their I mean, players did, hardly played. Didn't, didn't Stamkos end up missing time still, though? He, yeah, he did. So... But you know and, what and, I mean. Just I In g- it's a, it's general, a, it's a coo- are and, they better set up than a lot? Well, of- and and uh, look for, for nothing else. Do too. it took three. What was it? Three games, four games for Kutrov to take a slash off the back of the leg in a <sighs> bad spot and like nearly be who knows what that could have done. Like, the, like that. Like that was that was kind of like again like like I said with player safety and things like that. And I'm not trying to be like a hey suspend everyone all the time thing, but that was pretty clearly a. I want to try to end your season. again. That was
0: nasty. That was intent to, and it was endure. like, was like a and I get it. Like, play. Like,
1: like, they're sitting here going, "Well, come on, he didn't even hit him that hard. Like, there's no padding there, and if it was done with intent."
0: Listen, if that that's was Tom legit. Wilson, I'm screaming for 20 games, and I'm right. not screaming for 20 games because I, who was it? Was it Anthony Duclair? Yes, right, because Anthony Duclair doesn't have the same suspension history that Tom Wilson has, so I'm not exactly looking for 20 games. It, Anthony Duclair should have gotten a couple of games for that. Minimum two or three in my book. Like that is pure, clear as day intent to injure. You are slashing a guy returning from a knee injury right. on the side of the knee, no pad there. Everyone knows he's there. The NHL doesn't do a good enough job protecting their superstars. This is one of those guys you should be protecting. Anthony Duclair's got to get three games. If you're, if you're me.
1: Well, I, I That's was, neither here nor there. All right. Like they were, out, they're out of the playoffs anyway. Yeah. So, but. I I have Carolina in the series. I have. I have Carolina. This is one of the few that I'm set. Like, I sound like a broken record when I talk about some of these because I've been just going. A lot with of them are the... going to seven. I have this one in six. I was going to say Carolina in
0: six, too. I think we've been doing this show together for too long. We're, uh, Maybe. we're in sync here. I think Carolina's got the tools. Again, if if Nadelkovich wilts under the pressure. It...
1: Sure. And that's, that's the big X factor here. But, but if I that's the think, case,
0: can Reimer or Morazic
1: or somebody else step up
0: and, and and in
1: and in fairness to Carolina too, by the way, one other thing about them, they got to get the power play going because they did yeah, not have good power play numbers against Nashville, and this is a You can't lose the special teams battle here. Well, not against Tampa. You not can't. as bad as you can.
0: Like you, you might not be able to you know win the special teams battle, but you got to at least keep it competitive. You just can't get your doors blown off, right? Um. yeah, I think well, Carolina in six, you know, they're my pick to win the cup. I've been riding right. them. I, I think they're absolutely the play. I, this is a series that I am very, very excited about watching because I think I think there's a chance that this is the Carolina Hurricanes coming out party.
1: Well, and let's put it this way, too. If you don't for and there, look, we've said this enough about a lot of stuff when it comes to this team. If Rod Brindamore doesn't make you want to run through a brick wall, oh man! I mean, I'm sure you saw that video by now. He uh, get they which, win in they win they win in happy, overtime in game. Happy six. birthday, dad! Yeah, and he go, and he goes in the locker room and says and has has his has his parents on the phone. His it's his dad's birthday, and he goes. He's an older guy, but he sits and he's he's got some health issues, so he doesn't really get to do much. He sits there and watches you guys and supports you the whole way, all the time. He's been your like your biggest fan all year. And you guys just gave him and you know and he and 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 in, in his way i was ready to go
0: fight ivan drago like <laughs> he, yes man rod brindamore was fired up man he was fired up yeah and i can't wait <sighs> man. one of my favorite pictures of all time is him lifting the cup yeah i know you know the picture it's it's an iconic shot He's still got all that fire, man. You could see it in that
1: video. There were people after watching that video, by the way, the one after game after game six in Nashville, that were <laughs> that were literally sitting there saying, like, you don't sign this guy. And look, I know the rumors are give out the there. Give the man what he wants. Right. Give him what he wants. Everything. He wants the coaching staff to say, does, let does him do it. he want 10% of the team? Give him 10% of the team.
0: Like – Rod Brindamore is the lifeblood of the Carolina Hurricanes at the moment. He really is. And you could argue that he has been for 15 years. There you go. Here we are. Uh, (laughs) One series left to talk about. And we started with a series that had one game left. And we will end with a series that has one game played. And that would be Uh, at at time of recording. Again, by the time the show goes up, a couple more games will be up. But uh, the Boston Bruins and the New York Islanders played a game in front of a I, Zoo. Yes. In in Boston. I feel like uh, I have Saturday to, night.
1: I feel like I have to talk about this as if not not as if Game One hasn't happened, but like what I have to do is I have to talk about like I feel like I should just say what I think the prediction was first, and then almost dive into Game One. Yeah, go for it. So I have Boston in seven.
0: Okay. I I had Boston, and I I was waffling between
1: five or six. I think they're just a better team. Okay. I don't doubt that. Like right. I I think that Boston wins the series because they are. But I have watched enough See, this is the hard I want to say the hard series. This is the easy series to predict and the hard series to predict because they're they're good teams. They're both very good teams. It's an easy series for me to predict because of the fact that all year long I've watched eight game eight games for each of these teams up close, seen what they have and could really not be surprised by anything they do i've seen them up close i know like i i can't tell you how carolina looks or tampa bay looks up close like i normally can But these are teams you have covered right so i if there's anything that i know not to do it's doubt the new york islanders that's fair
0: i think i mostly picked boston in five or six i think i settled on six uh Because I don't want to reward, I don't want to watch any more Islanders hockey. (laughs) They're just so boring. I would much rather see.
1: I see. I love it. I love how boring
0: it is because it's that good. But but you know what I love? I love watching Patrice Bergeron pass it to Taylor Hall on the power play. Come on here's
1: So here's the thing with this series, and this is now we're going to actually tap into game one a little bit. Yeah, please. You got exactly what you need if you're Boston from the big, like, this was a game where David Pasternak said, I'm going to do whatever I want to.
0: And, man, full building I hat have, trick.
1: Full I have, building hat trick. Come on, Kevin. I, oh, Come I have, on. I have never felt more confident in a guy scoring a goal than I did when he got space before the hat trick goal in the neutral zone. I'm like, oh, here it done. comes. We're done. And he cuts to the middle and, and the shot. Again, it's not off his stick. And I go, he's scoring a goal. Remember the play
0: a couple years ago where Claude Drew walks through five Tampa Bay Lightning? And just, yeah, decides I do. To score a goal.
1: See, do you want to do you wanna know what and, I'm when, thinking and, of
0: actually and, and when Connor McDavid walks Morgan Riley because he just decided he wanted to score? a goal. Oh, yeah, 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 David Pasternak flipped that switch and he decided he wanted to score a goal and the he's fact cut, that he has that gear is absurd.
1: He's cutting across the middle. You know what I actually think of I go this is taking a little bit of a trip back in the time machine. I'm going back to the year that the winter classic was in Philly. So I'm going back to the 24 7 series when Peter Laviolette was mic'd off, mic mic'd off, mic up, and turns around and I think Yager got tripped in Montreal and he's yelling at the official and he and he he literally yells at the official afterwards, "How is that not a penalty? Because that guy's gonna go score a freaking goal, you know?" And like, I'm sitting here, I'm going, "I get it now." You see a guy who you know is as talented as a player like that making that cut, getting that inside positioning, that little and, glint
0: in the eye, and yeah. I'm looking and I'm looking at it, and yeah. I go,
1: like thing hadn't even left his stick and i'm going he's it's gonna it. score he's yep. gonna score as soon as he made the move i knew he was scoring <laughs> i knew it before he crossed the blue
0: <laughs> it's insane and like you can just there are very few players in the world who have that mode and the more a player can access that the better he is the reason we call Connor mcdavid a cheat code is because he can access that whenever he wants and, yet and, and that's, that's for, what we're talking about. Right? And,
1: the, and the biggest difference between the Boston Bruins with David Pasternak or any of the others you want to throw in there and Edmonton and Connor McDavid is where, you know, you need more around the guy than Support. just himself. Like, it's great that Conor McDavid can be that guy whenever he wants to be. And it's great that Leon Draisaitl can, but who else can? Right. And specifically, what did Boston do this year at the deadline? You go
0: out and you get Taylor Hall. What does that do? That deepens your entire team. That gives you a second line. That gives you a second power play. That that enables your superstars like David Pasternak to just decide to take over a game because there's more depth behind him if it doesn't work out. Right?
1: Right. And Edmonton just failing. Edmonton's just
0: failing him so much, and it hurts my feelings as a hockey fan.
1: Now, in fairness... This we trade exa- him to the Kings for a couple of million bucks? <laughs> oh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> that always works out well, right? <laughs> Playing St. Louis for a the, minute.
1: The LA Kings will be back in the Stanley Cup final in a year and a half, right? Uh,
0: the LA like, Kings have to 20, do some work to afford 20, them because they're paying Drew Dowdy until 2046.
1: 2023, 30 years later, here we come. And, and, and while we're at it, the Montreal Canadiens will win the Stanley Cup. Oh, my God. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm <laughs> joking.
0: Speaking of winning winning the Stanley Cup, who do you have here? Boston. Right, I, I do want to go
1: I I, I do want to go back to where I where I was starting to go yeah. with this because in yeah. fairness, what happened in game one is exactly what we keep saying can't keep happening for Boston. Like it's great. You got David Posternak, he had a huge game, and the top line did did a lot of good stuff. Do not think for a second that there will not be I, I said on the last open ice hits that there's no coach in the league better than Barry Trotz at adjusting in-game and getting ready. And actually, I think I heard the same sentiment echoed on the broadcast. Um, That's that true. he, that they make the adjustments needed. They're always in a game. And it was, it was very much, um, only toward the end that this game got out of hand. Like it was really not a game that was out of hand until basically when Pasternak scored that second goal and you re or the third goal, the second goal, of the third period that you go, well, there's less, there's right, four, there's, there's four, now. no, but there's four minutes left. That's a right. dagger. He, yeah, just the, he just won the game yeah. with a great play. Because they did not allow the space for the Islanders to work. And then, but like, I, I don't read into, ta- okay, Taylor Hall scored an empty net goal. That's great. I, I don't care that Taylor Hall scored an empty net goal because of the fact that it's not a goal at, like, at that point in time, it's not a goal at a significant time. The Islanders took a penalty at the end, like with three and a half minutes left in regulation. So they weren't going to have much of a chance beyond that anyway. Like, Like, you can start to think about it. If there's three minutes left and the Islanders go down, they get the goalie out, they score a goal, now there's two minutes left. You can start thinking about it. It's a one goal game with two minutes left. But, you know, it, it never even got to that point when you take a penalty. You don't think like that either. So Boston's too good a team to lose that game. No, I,
0: I think that that's yeah. a team that came in and said, we're not losing this game. Right. And I, I think they kind of had a similar effect to the Montreal Canadiens did where you got the full barn. You're not losing the game.
1: We're better yet. I don't even know if it's that it's that they come into the game and say that. I think they go to the locker room after the second period tied 2-2 and go, we got to find a way to win this game. We can't yeah. lose this game, so we're you're not going to let not, it happen.
0: Right. You're not losing in front of a full house. Absolutely not. But
1: don't that's, think for but don't think for a second that a 5-2 margin in game one means that this is that lopsided of a series. It's absolutely not. not absolutely not we all know how that works that's why i already gave you my prediction i said boston in seven at the start but that's where i'm sticking
0: yeah i'm I'm gonna stick with boston in five or six you know game one kind of leans me towards five but i said six originally and i'm absolutely okay to stick with that
1: uh so here's all right so here's really yeah. quick because we didn't t- we didn't touch on like we got to these series and then didn't mention some of the like length of the series otherwise cool. yeah So this is where i meant when i said i don't feel so bad about getting one wrong because i had the i i had the islanders not making the second round i had pittsburgh in 7 okay. when i pick a game when i pick a series to go 7 games that means i can see it going either way right of course like, like you're you're flipping a coin for that final game and you're expecting everybody else to like you're expecting no matter who it is to win 3 games minimum
0: uh, sure so you're giving so, every team a chance
1: right sure. so when the islanders won in 6 and to be fair it's uh, the way the islanders won the last two games kind of made more sense they didn't necessarily like there wasn't a reason that they should have lo- like won game 5 a bad it's a bad turnover you win bad game turn- 5 and when they won game 5 i went they're going to close this thing out in game 6 because this is what they do you know game 5 is a backbreaker for pittsburgh it felt like it yeah and then and then well and the worst part was is that you led 3 times in game 6 you got the first one you got the third one and you got the fifth one you were up 1 nothing 2-1 and 5 th- or in 3-2 that's what you get for having jeff carter on your roster in terms of what? He was one of their best players. I know he was. I know. He, he, he outscored Crosby in the series. Like I even... That's what you get for having
0: Mark Friedman on your roster.
1: <laughs> sure.
0: Flyers legend Mark Friedman.
1: That, that's what you get for having Tristan Jari as your starting goalie. Yeah,
0: you're not wrong. And I boy, mean... Casey DeSmith was not a good enough backup this year either.
1: No, but they didn't even have the option. Like uh, honestly, I was shocked he even like. The only reason he played the rest of Game Six was because of that. Like if they could have turned to Casey to Smith, they probably would have after the fourth one. To be honest, but well, maybe the third one for all I know, but I don't know.
0: It's crazy. Next time we uh, next time we have a show two weeks from today, we'll be talking about the Final Four, the the semifinals, (laughs) and uh. No matter who we see there, I think it's going to be a good good setup, right? We're looking at Final Four, best four teams in the league. Yep. Uh, I certainly won't be disappointed with any of these teams getting through uh, that are currently sitting here. Uh, the Jets would probably be the most surprising, uh, but I wouldn't be super shocked if any of these teams wins and finds themselves in the Final Four. And after this series, we're halfway to crowning a Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. And... Uh, we're on our way out of here cuz that's really all we had to talk about today, right? Not not too much in terms of flyers news? No, nah, I mean, I think we, I think we talked about
1: mentioning Scott Gordon here and this feels like a good time to mention Scott Gordon. I don't really want to get too deep into it. It just sounds like there was from what I understand, it it sounded to me like Scott Gordon felt like he could have some opportunities elsewhere. I agree. uh, From what I understand though, there was also things about like how his contract was going to be up. There wasn't much discussion for it. They just decided to um, mutually part ways, as it said, which I I, I get. I think, I think also what I thought I heard was that the, um, the plan all along was for Kerry Huffman to step down as the assistant. So that was already happening too. Okay. So then Scott Gordon steps down. You can kind of create this whole new atmosphere in the minor leagues with you, whatever you, get you go a with to change the whole the room. The rumor, in case anybody hasn't seen it by now, which I mean, it's been we're going on a couple weeks of this by this point. So, um, the rumor was, and it was from uh, Tony Androcatis of Inside If you're
0: going to get a phantom scoop, that's where you get it from.
1: Yeah, typically. So the story was that Ian Lapierre is the front runner to take over that head coaching job. There's also Th- that report also sh- in, it also cited that Terry Murray may return to the Phantom Bench as an assistant, which... Disappointed, but not surprised. We've talked I guess, about the loyalty of this franchise all right, l- quite l- a lot. Listen, I don't care about it from a minor league standpoint. The only thing I don't like about it is that it opens up the possibility that if the Phantoms do well and the Flyers do not, and you make a coaching change, are you setting yourself up for Ian LaPerriere to be the head coach of this team? Which i um, don't see how that's gonna work
0: let's look at some recent flyers head coaches in the last 20 years or so oh and you geez. tell me what they all have in pro- in common bill this barber like... <laughs> john stevens uh craig baruby what do they all have in common former players what's that
1: former players organizational ties organizational ties through, more came specific
0: up, came up through the coaching ranks generally speaking with the team I mean, yeah. You can, if you if you really want to get the pattern before, let's just if you
1: really want to. I mean, if you really want to go there, Terry Murray was also the head coach of the Fly, Flyers way back when too. Well, there we go. It turns out the Flyers are Terry not Murray not, not loyal. only Terry Murray has not only coached the Flyers, but then coached the Phantoms within the last like he was the first head coach of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms when they made the move. Okay, after and that, that lasted for Liverpool. like a year, and then Scott Gordon came in. Okay. And the only time that the Phantoms have had a different head coach is in that half year that Gordon jumped to the Flyers after they fired uh, right. Dave Haxtall. And then and you know what? I think he did a perfectly serviceable job with what he had. He did. And not only that. so
0: And he, he had a team let's, playing out the string. Let's, for let's, for let's sure. put
1: it this way. He, Scott Gordon's got an AHL job if he wants it because anybody out there would be crazy not to hire him. I think he's got an NHL assistant job if he wants it to an extent. I think if somebody was willing to go there, then go Man, for I it. I but... he
0: could do some great things for a team behind their bench.
1: I I've... think – you know, do you want to know a place that I think wouldn't be a bad fit for him? And it's not a specific location yet. Okay. You tell me the team that decides to hire Rick Tockett, and I'll tell you that that's a, there's a fit on that bench.
0: Okay. I don't think that's a terrible idea at all. Now <laughs> –
1: I'm, I'm, look, I don't in-
0: know if Rick Tockett might have a hard time finding a job, just kind of based on the current head coaching market. But
1: uh, uh, there's te- well, there's there's teams out there that exist. Like, like do you do you know? Okay, do you want me to put a city on where I think Scott sure. could end up? to? I, I, it's unfortunate, but I could see it happening. I think Buffalo. <sighs> okay, and I don't know if that says as, as the head coach as an assistant, but I could see Buffalo.
0: Oh yeah, but that would actually require the Pagulas to pay somebody, so uh, it's probably not going to happen. What, do you mean from the head coach? Well, just to pay somebody, period. That would just require them spending more money. But they
1: don't have a head coach at the moment, so that's part of it. But, like, that's – look, you're getting – They're uh, certainly
0: not hiring any of the top-tier names. They're not hiring torts.
1: Do you think anybody is? Yeah. Yeah. Not going to be Seattle. I – uh, if if nothing else, Seattle's going to probably come down to. Well, I don't want to say it's going to come down to because there's a lot of stuff. Nobody, you know, what's interesting actually to this point, truthfully, there's a lot of teams that don't have coaches, and I guess it's because the season just ended technically two and a half weeks ago. Right. That we're thinking this way, but that nobody's hired somebody yet because there are teams that hire a week after the season's over. Like they already know where they're going when they let the one guy go and they interview a guy twice and they say, "Yeah, you're in." Well, right? I
0: think I think this year was different because you had some teams who made the playoffs where. If they lose in the first round, coaches may become
1: available. I guess that's fair. I and don't coaching know. Coaching jobs
0: sure. may become available.
1: You mean like the Montreal Canadiens, for example?
0: The Montreal Canadiens, for example. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't necessarily know if he's getting fired, but I think the Pittsburgh Penguins'
1: job. I see. I still think he saved his job this year because they got, they overachieved quite possibly. They I they won a division probably. in a year that they shouldn't have. You're probably right. But losing um, in the first round still disappointing. Well, let's put it this way. I mean, it, it, being that it, I have Sheldon Keefe's job in trouble if the Leafs
0: lose. Mm, I don't think it is. I don't think you're terribly far off the conversation, especially with how I don't last think, of I, don't have gone. Gonna, I don't think I don't
1: think they're going to I don't think Toronto is going to look and say, "Oh, the coach is the problem." I think you're going to have a lot of
0: issues. Well, they they run into a similar issue as the Flyers, well, well, if if the coach isn't the problem, how do you
1: move the players? True. So at um, some
0: point, you just got to make it work. But So
1: those teams, fine. I think Winnipeg is going to Winnipeg's got their coach. That's not changing. Edmund. Col- yeah, there's one. I'll give you that one. You can fire him. I, I don't know that. I don't know for sure it's going to happen, but I think the conversation is going to be had. Yes. So that's a fair one. Um, who else is left that we is, had? Is Col- there a job? In, is there a job available in Dallas? Or is Rick is no. coming back? I still think they like Rick Bonus. I think that that... We talked about Arizona.
0: Talk it. Talk it's out. Uh, Is Baruby out in St. Louis? Probably not. No? Okay. Either way, there's some jobs out there.
1: Baruby's not out in St. Louis because of the fact that, A, I think that internally that that's a team that realizes how outmatched they were anyway in that series for one. And two, they didn't have their leading scorer because David Perron spent the entire series on the COVID list defensively, they kept dropping like flies because of big hits and physical play and things they did not like, you right. know, it wasn't a good series. It just, and, and Jordan Bennington kind of took a slight step back this year, to be honest with yeah. you. And that is what it is. Tampa, uh, like, let's look, Tampa just beat Florida. Quinville's not going anywhere. Carolina just beat Nashville. I think Nashville to an extent overachieved a little bit. So I think Hines is staying there. Okay. Um, And everybody else. I mean, I, don't think that Peter Laviolette's getting fired for losing a series in five games to Boston. Uh, and and again, I think right. in Pittsburgh, Mike Sullivan probably saved his job more likely than not with the way that things went. So the ones that are available now, probably. I mean, with the exception of, like you said, does Edmonton have a conversation? Does Montreal have a conversation? And I think a little bit more out there than that, but does Toronto have a conversation? Uh, I was going to say, don't sleep on that Toronto pick. No, I mean, no, no. Uh, but, I think, but I think among everybody who's left it going like even going against like there's too many teams that have good like good to great code like like who, who are you in florida to fire joel quenville after two years
0: okay but you want to you want are you ready uh it's gonna be spicy oh it's gonna be spicy
1: the mouth is burning
0: torts to toronto
1: oh jeez boom oh
0: it would be so much fun all right well listen <laughs> if Toronto manages to lose game seven on Monday night, we might have a possibility of that happening until then follow us on Twitter at YWT podcast to keep up with the show. Uh, you can find the show everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Podbean, iTunes, Google podcasts, sports talk, Philly.com. You can find Kevin at Kevin underscore Durso at flyer, Delphia during the season. Mostly uh, 97, three ESPN. Not, Broads, not so much. Not so much there. But Broads. Media. Yeah, not, yeah, not so much recently. I was going to uh, say, uh, you're on the Broads Media YouTube channel uh, featuring
1: open ice hits uh, anywhere. Anything else going on for you? No, nah, wait, waiting for the next open ice hits to be to, for, to be recorded because we like our best laid plans were do it like somewhere into Monday. Like we, I honestly thought we were going to record tonight. And then set it up for Monday morning because there wasn't at the moment, there wasn't any games on what we were talking about. And then they threw two more on us. And now it's like we're probably just stuck waiting until Tuesday morning to record one and then get it out on Tuesday. Because there we go. You know, And and I don't love it because of the fact that we're like stuck between series now. Like it's a little
0: muddy. Yeah.
1: And I mean, look, I guess I guess to an extent it works out because then, yes, that'll be the technical end date of the first round. Right. You know, the first round's gonna end on Monday night. But by the time we get there, you're gonna have three series games? are gonna be half over two, already. Right, right, possibly. I mean, how many wins like will Boston have two wins already to go into the you know
0: I certainly think I they think will. the
1: other series are only gonna have one game, at least. Okay. But
0: Well Either way, check back, check with Kevin on Twitter at Kevin underscore Derso one more time, follow the show at YWT Podcast and uh uh, We'll be back in two weeks. Until then, happy Memorial Day, and uh, we'll see you later.